Evening, Nathan. Evening, Jeff. How's it going, my son? All right? I'm all right, mate. You all right, bruv? Oh, I can't complain. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk About Movies Podcast. Episode 27. We are storming through these episodes, Nathan, aren't we? We are indeed eh? storming through these episodes. Episode 27. It doesn't seem like five minutes ago that we started doing this and we're already halfway through a year. Yeah, we are. Think of all the films that we've watched and all the films that we will watch before Christmas, you know? I wonder what they'll be. I just don't know. They'll be like, by the time we've done a year, they'll almost be like yeah. 52 episodes. Yeah, and there'll be extra episodes because sometimes I do the uh, films that I've watched that I own that I haven't watched that I've just watched <laughs> series <laughs> stuff like that. Some, sometimes I review films that I haven't watched that I own before I watch them. Then I watch them. <laughs> yeah, but ju- I call that judging a book by its cover, mate. It sounds like a brilliant feature. Why haven't I been made aware of this before? <laughs> That's another time, another time. Because tonight we are talking about the 2018 action. Comedy, horror, adventure, the Velocipasta. You heard it. You heard it right. <laughs> and if you think, oh my God, that sounds awful. You you can't begin to imagine just how awful it is. Can you? <laughs> oh my God. I'm still getting over the fact that I've only just discovered this was made in 2018. 2018, yeah. Well, this came about after we'd done Rubber, was it? And then you yeah. found a write-up for this, yeah, didn't you? Fr- yeah, a friend of mine at work called Dave was like, oh my God, have you seen this? And I looked at it and we read what it was about and it was like, oh, no way. So then I sent it to you and then it was like, right, it's almost like we have to do it. Yeah. Um, so basically the synopsis is, after losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first horrified by his new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. <laughs> so, yeah, the synopsis sounds just as bad as the title. Um, but we'll talk about that a bit later, won't we, Nath? We'll get on to that, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. We've, you know... Got all night, have we? Yeah, yeah. There's so much to say about it that we need to clear the deck before we get started, don't we? Yeah, let's get this. Let's get some uh, other bits out of the way. So, Get some housekeeping out of the way. Yes, that's it, housekeeping. Good housekeeping. So the other week we put out, um, with Nail and I, went up a couple of episodes ago. That yep. At the point of this recording, that was the last one that you guys had seen. So we've had some comments on that. It was it was a an audience recommendation, Nafe. Yeah. Listeners' recommendation. Dean Harvey recommended it, and basically, a, it's had a, quite a lot of love. Gren Capra says brilliant film. Owen O'Sullivan, brilliant film. I was going to recommend that. Alan Day, oh yes, can't wait. Um, Tom Byfield says bloody hell, I've not seen or heard about this film since the nineties. I'm a going over to check out the podcast. Night's work, gentlemen's. And Jay Sonic says, we've gone on holiday by mistake. <laughs> Brilliant film. Craig Bert Burton says, you need to play the drinking game when watching it. I don't know about that, Nave. Do you? <laughs> no, no. I don't think I'll get halfway through. No, I think the lighter fluid would probably knock me on my back to start with. Because <laughs> that's quite early on in the game, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> opening, opening scene, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Day Hughes says, I love listening to these every week in work. Keep it up, lads. Glynis Castle Elliott says, I enjoyed it. Jones Peter says, one of the best movies ever made. We've come on holiday by mistake. Um, so, yeah, a lot of love for Withnail and I. So, good choice there, Dean. Well done. Thank you. Then last week it was my choice, but you guys, you might have heard it now, but at this time you haven't. It hasn't gone live yet, which was Donnie Darko. So we'll have your feedback on that next week. And then also on the We Need to Talk About Movies podcast website, I just put up, anyone watched any good films lately? Because do you know what, Nath? I haven't watched a film this week, so I can't talk about what I've watched. I don't know about you. Have you watched a film this week? I don't think I have watched a film, mate. Well, it's a good job I asked the Facebook group because two people have replied. Uh, Oh, good. Yeah. Gen X Champlain, who... 
used to be known as Laura Fox Fife. She changed her name on the old yep. Facebook. On the, on the old Facebook. She says, I watched K-19, The Widowmaker. Oh, I've seen that. Harrison Ford, the Russian submarine. Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that might be a film that you would like. Yeah. She says, I shed a tear or three. Yeah, it's a very harrowing tale. Yeah. I did, yeah. did enjoy it, though. I thought it was a brilliant film. There's nothing more terrifying than the thought of being, to me, the thought of being stuck on a uh, nuclear submarine when everything's all hush-hush, cloak and dagger anyway. It's not like you can ask for help like you can in a normal situation, uh, in a nautical environment, which even on a normal boat, if you're having problems in the middle of the ocean, it would be terrifying enough. But to be trapped on a submarine, which the Russians are trying to keep quiet, where a nuclear reactor's gone wrong, oh, God, yeah, it's just mm. terrible. It does sound harrowing. It reminds me you saying that about the um, Indianapolis speech in Jaws. Right, yeah. Because that was a secret mission as well, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And they got torpedoed and then they was all in shark-infested waters. No one came to help, basically. They were there for days. And I mean, Quint story in that, really, you know, really harrowing story but i've seen a film version of it called mission of the shark with john boy walton right yeah and um yeah they did it doesn't quite you know there hasn't been a great film of that yet possibly what about the one with nicholas cage uss indianapolis i didn't realize there was a nicholas cage version i don't know if it's about the shark attack but it's called uss indianapolis so i'm guessing it must be the same sounds like it yeah. yeah i don't know but if Nicolas Cage is in it, it it's probably shit. <laughs> yeah, he's not got the best track record in his later years, is he? No. No. Um, Simon Viles then said, I've watched Bill and Ted's Face the Music. Was okay. Didn't live up to the first two, which were most excellent. Um, I must admit, me and Cohen watched the Bill and Ted films back along. Yeah. And I think that, I enjoyed the third one a lot more than I did the second one. I used to love the second one. It used to be my favourite. But yeah. watching it this recently, it's, just, it's brilliant, the first half. Then it just goes to shit. The end half of that film is just just bad. Is that, <laughs> it's just is, awful. Is that the one with death in it, the second one? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Because I always used to prefer the second one to the first one. Yeah. See, I watched them all, and the first one's just great. Just great fun. The second one starts off good. But then, like, it goes a bit weird when they go and find that station character. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It just go. It just yeah. It was a bit that's, strange. That's to build the robots from DIY supplies to fight the evil robots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was. It, there's some great bits in it. It still was good fun. But I actually really enjoyed the third film. Oh, right. It's a bit like that. Both of them melded together. I thought that the guys really enjoyed. You could tell they was really enjoying getting back into those characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they had daughters as well. Um, so it's sort of handing down the reins. And then um, I can't remember the actress. Have you ever seen The Last Man on Earth? Uh, a series? No, I haven't, no. About the chap, Last Man on Earth. And he marries, the girl, the woman he marries in that is like this really weird character. She plays Rufus's daughter or something. So Rufus, obviously, was Bill Carlin. Yeah. Not Bill Carlin. Uh, George Carlin, the American comedian, was um, obviously he's passed away. Right. So, yeah, they have this woman play him. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was good. There were some great bits in it, but, yeah, better than I thought it was going to be. Cool. Well, I'll have to add the third one to my list. Yeah, yeah, it was It was quite good. It was all right. Might not be everyone's cup of tea, um, but Bill and Ted, one day, maybe, we'll discuss those films. Hey, huh? Hmm? Huh? Who knows where this train is heading and which stations it's oh. going to stop at? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because, let's face it, tonight it is going somewhere we never saw coming. <laughs> no. So, thanks everyone for getting in touch. If you do want to contact us, you can email us at wnmovietalk at gmail.com or you can go over on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash we need to talk about movies podcast you can message us there or if you've got a recommendation because in a couple of weeks time it will be the audience recommendations again then get your recommendations into us either at the email or the facebook page there's a pinned post at the top of the facebook page in the knife yes there is anyway so velocipasta <laughs> so i think that the velocipasta had a budget of 20 quid <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. 
Now, there was some info on um, IMDb. Do you want some trivia oh, about Oh, let's it? have some trivia, Trev. This film was a feature-length adaptation of a 2010 Grindhouse trailer by the same director, which was made as a film school project and went viral. Right. So I'll try and find the trailer and we'll put it up on the uh, Facebook page. So it sounds like just a bit of fun sort of went viral and that's the basis of him being able to raise a little bit of money to make this as a film, sort of, almost. <laughs> Not quite enough for all the special effects though, eh, Nate? No, no, that, it, it was just brilliant. I love that. <laughs> Honestly, the specific moment you're referring to, I think, is uh, because I, I watched this on YouTube and I was like, oh, I've watched some weird... This isn't the right film. This isn't the full film. Hang on a minute. <laughs> i done exactly the same, Nath. I've done exactly the same. But I downloaded a version of it, and I thought, well, how have I got this? I've got, like, a trial version, or, like, you know, the unfinished version of the film. <laughs> it's literally in the first two minutes, he comes out, the pastor comes out of the church, sees his mum and dad, Mum, Dad, waves at them. And then he ducks because there's an explosion and it cuts to the same position where they was with the car, but the car's gone and they've gone. Yeah, it's just an empty parking space, isn't it? <laughs> and it says VFX, car exploding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the more I think about it, the funnier it is. <laughs> but, but still, still, it has to be said that... No effect at all, and just the writing isn't the worst effect in this film. <laughs> no, no. It's probably the best effect. <laughs> <coughs> um, <coughs> so it says the movie cost the creators somewhere between 35,000 and 45,000 pounds. Fuck off. That's what it says. IMDb no, it, trivia. It's got to be true. I don't care what IMDb says. It's got to be true. I don't, I don't fucking believe that at all. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, three fifty-seven. The opening credits include a Laker Come Home production, which is a spoof of the nineteen forty-three feature film Lassie Come Home, and the Russian dog Laker was the first animal to orbit the Earth in a Soviet satellite. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like it's. They say there's a budget. Of that. I mean, they could have spent that money more wisely couldn't they well, uh, well no 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 i think the problem is is they didn't spend the money yeah. <laughs> they pissed the money up the wall well fuck knows what they spent it on because i think every prop in the film could have come to about 35 pounds oh i think everyone bought their own props <laughs> didn't they? they certainly bought their own costumes yeah yeah <laughs> and i think they used like four different um, locations for filming the whole thing. <laughs> yes. And, because uh, all, of the, all of them would have been free. Yeah. They just w had to walk up to the woods yeah. and start filming. Because at the very first bit, like you see his parents die and then the priest, his uh, a father, Stuart, is sat next to him because the priest, his name is Doug, isn't it? The main guy. Yeah, yeah. And his mentor, priest, father, Stuart, is sat next to him and he's like, he goes... Parents die. That's what they do, isn't it? <laughs> like, the, the most comforting words from any priest. <laughs> That's what parents do. They die. Um, then Doug, obviously, he's losing faith. He's lost his parents. Why? So the priest suggests that he goes somewhere where, go to the place where God is most unlikely to be. Um, so you see him driving in the opening credit sequence is him driving in his car yeah in the dark yeah when the projection screen behind him is clearly daylight yeah yeah that's good isn't it oh it's great i picked up on that and, yeah. and they're, they're trying to add mood to it aren't they but putting just this thin strip of light across his eyes whilst he's driving and it's just I, yeah i just didn't get it it's like the whole time he was driving, he was in a tunnel, but he must have been just by the entrance because you could still see daylight behind him. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was like. But even it goes to the side and there's daylight all around him and it shows you from the side and obviously rear projection. Yeah. 
Um, but the lighting just, yeah, it doesn't match. Doesn't match. But anyway, yeah, so he goes to China. <laughs> and it's basically a woods in this guy's hometown. Yeah. Because as he climbs up and he's like, they were right. China is in the East. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is my favourite line in the whole film. Well, no, one of my favourite lines in the whole film. Sorry. There's so many, isn't it? It's just, it's a bizarre film from start to finish. They're, they're not even trying, are they? But they... I can't tell, like, when, when you're watching it, you can't tell which bits... Because they say it's a comedy, right? And I can't dis- dif- differentiate between which bits are just awful because it's got bad actors with bad writing and, and bad money and bad props and, and bad casting and everything, and which bits are actually humour. Is that the joke, though, that it is bad? That, well, that's the thing that I don't get. I, I just... From start to finish. I think it is. I think everything... Because, I mean, the camera work is awful. It's shocking. It keeps zooming in and out, and it, it doesn't know what it's trying to do. Um, the lighting, as we said, in that car scene, it's all there. It's got to be there for a reason, hasn't it? Oh, you fucking hope so, didn't you? It's all got to be the joke, surely. But then, uh, if that's the joke, why would you claim that it cost 40... I mean... We could make this film for under £100. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. And we'd probably make it better. Well, exactly. It looks like a film that we would have made when we was kids making films. You know, we've made better films than that when we were kids making films. I remember we made a film called Gen Man. Yeah. When we was about 12, 13, and it was about a genetically engineered human being who had superhuman powers, and he escaped from the genetics lab where he was built, which was a military installation. And he comes into this town and there's a policeman in the town who's trying to find out who's melting people's brains. And it's, uh, you know, there's no difference in the plot of that to this, you know, (laughs) and we made that at 12 years old and there were some really effective scenes in it. But watching this film, Velocipasta, from and it's was the director called he wrote it directed it and edited it himself brendan steer yeah it's it's so bad i don't know how to take it it's like it's the first film we've done right i know we've done some weird films in the past yeah like rubber the man who killed bigfoot and then the hitler yeah but they both felt like films yeah 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 they were shot like films they were acted like films this was the first film we've watched that doesn't feel like a film. No. I just I just don't don't get it at all. <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> right. Okay, so let's let's talk about uh what about Frankie the Mermaid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so he is possibly the best character in the whole yeah, film. Too short-lived. I think, wasn't he? Yeah. In this. He definitely had all the acting talent in the film. Because he's... uh, Carol, who is the prostitute that the vicar befriends. Yeah. Frankie the Mermaid, or Frankie Mermaid, who's called Frankie Mermaid because he's swimming in bitches. (laughs) He's... uh... (laughs) Yeah, so he's her pimp. Um, Oh... Mate, it's just brilliant. Like, so, so he's the only um, he's the only character that delivers any lines with any punch or sort of real feeling to them that make you believe that he could have actually done some acting in the past. And uh, you meet him as Doug is running down the street after having some little attack after uh, what we haven't covered yet. So we'll go back and cover that, but. Anyway, he's feeling hungry, so he runs out and he bumps into Carol, but they don't know each other at this point. And then Doug runs off and then you start following Carol down the street and she rocks up to Frankie and she's like, "Uh, you know, I'm all glammed up, ready to go. Uh, What's going on? And then it becomes apparent that Frank's her pimp. She's a prostitute and he's telling her where she's got to go. And you're like, Lou led to believe he's a real skanky, horrible man. He's got a real obvious pimp's hat on. He's got this horrendous haircut and he's just a real vile human being. And 
Another one of my favourite lines in the whole film is something along the lines of, Hey, Sammy, you stuffed cocks in your mouth like you're on that sandwich. I'll be a millionaire. <laughs> it, he, he looked like he was enjoying himself, you know? Yeah, he was having good fun. Um, yeah, and he's he's sort of killed off fairly early when he confesses to... He goes to confession. This is the weirdest thing, isn't it? And he's like... Why would he go to confession? <laughs> exactly. So you've got the Velocipastor, because by this time, the Velocipastor has gone to China. Yep. Um, we've leapt forward. We missed the bit where he goes to China. He sees a ninja girl, a Chinese girl, get shot by an arrow. And that shot, you just see someone pull a bow and arrow. And it's like, a, it, there's no force behind it. It's just, <laughs> I know. It's like they pulled a string back like two inches and it's enough to go right through a grown woman. Yeah, but like the arrow almost falls out doesn't oh. it when he lets it go it's like when you see a child trying to do it with the toy ones isn't it exactly like, there's nothing there uh, and then the arrow goes through the, the chinese girl and she gives him this dinosaur claw and he cuts himself on it and that's how he gets his magical powers but then he cuts goes straight back to america you don't see him traveling you don't see any more pursuit no straight back to his priest yeah Father, Father Stuart. His peace friend, yeah. But then, yeah, when Frankie Mermaid is... Um, he just decides one day he's going to go to confession and it's Doug's in there and he confesses, oh, yeah, I kill people, I'm a, I'm a pimp. I, I, uh, I murdered some people the other day. Oh, right outside this church, actually, yeah. <laughs> I blew them up. <laughs> oh, they said... Hi to their son. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you're just thinking like, what? Why is? Why would he confess this? And then obviously, uh, our hero Doug turns into a uh, the raptor. Yeah. And lashes out and slits Frankie's throat. Yeah. Yeah. After com- getting a confession from him that he was working for somebody else, wasn't he? Yeah. That it was. Uh, he was doing it for a job. It was a paid job. Yeah. It's bigger. It's you know, bigger fish to fry. Yeah. So at this point, um, prior to this, Doug has actually had a bit of an episode in the park where he's killed like two muggers that were trying to mug Carol at gunpoint. And then he, because this is a weird scene, when he wakes up in Carol's bed. I thought that was great. And she's like, you was amazing last night. And he's like, obviously a priest. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what? Because he can't remember anything. <laughs> and he thinks that they've had sex, doesn't he? And yeah. She's, he goes, was it okay? And she said, it was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. It's a fun little scene, wasn't it? And then uh, she's like, wait, what are you talking about? And he's like, what? What are you talking about? When you turned into a dinosaur and ate people. <laughs> what the fuck? Well... She, who's the actress? Alisa Kempinski. Alicia Kempinski. Kempinski. I'm sure I've seen her in something else, but when I look at her IMDb, IMDb page, I haven't seen her in anything else. But I think she reminds me of the girlfriend in Mindhunter. She's only in the first series. I think that's who I kept thinking it was. But um, she wasn't too bad as the prostitute. Yeah, no, she was all right. Yeah, none of them were too bad. I mean, even Doug, as the priest, was quite quite fun in his role. Yeah, it, I um, mean, it's hard to tell how much of it was bad acting and how much they were told to really, like, cheese it up because a lot of the time their timing seemed so off that it had to be intentional. It reminded me of the... Um, the boogie night scenes where <laughs> they're doing yes. making the porno films where you see chest rockwell and <laughs> the chest rockwell scenes just fucking it reminded me of that watching this it was like yeah awful cheesy acting and yeah as you say like the locations are awful when you cut someone's... to the ninjas in their camp and they're in their headquarters it's in someone's garden. Yeah, it's basically a garden <laughs> at the bottom of the woods that was China earlier. Yeah, it was the park. Yeah. <laughs> the same woods that 
the prostitute goes to to get mugged but the the ninja's hq is basically just a tiny little canvas marquee yeah like <laughs> and you think they've got all this money for yeah for cocaine they're smuggling cocaine but but they can't afford a decent headquarters <laughs> you'd think they'd at least have like a a shed or something to, to make it seem realistic there are always two ninjas out front practicing kicks yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's be honest was it or was it not as convincing as vietnam <laughs> this is the whole vietnam bit it's like i don't i didn't get it i didn't get <laughs> the flashback they go to see someone father stewart's really concerned yeah about doug and he thinks he's possessed he doesn't know he's a turning into a dinosaur he thinks he's possessed so he takes him to an exorcist that he knew during the war and then it cuts to the flashback of father stewart during the war yeah and i thought that the character that he's with in the war was supposed to be the exorcist but it's not is it no i thought that but he dies doesn't he his name's that yeah he dies yeah yeah but it cuts to vietnam anyway and you see Sar- Sergeant Stewart's a lot younger because he's got blonde hair, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's got that ridiculous so, helmet on and they're just... Stood. A tiny little helmet, a tiny little toy helmet, ridiculous blonde hair sticking out of it. Yeah. Um, and the two soldiers in the background, one of them's got like chinos on <laughs> and they're both weird like trainers. Even... Uh, Father Stewart, when he crouches down, and you can see that he's got like Converse skate shoes on yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the Vietnamese jungle, <sighs> and one of the chaps in the background has got Nikes on. <laughs> yeah, and he's got a plastic toy <laughs> toy shotgun that he keeps cocking all the time. It's just like, what the fuck? And then um, Ali is just telling. St- Stuart about you know ah oh, you know he shows him a picture Stuart shows him a picture of his girl and says oh wow yeah she's really hot she's amazing ah you're gonna get home from here you're gonna have five six uh, you're gonna have eleven kids and you're gonna name one after me and you're gonna spend fifteen minutes with each one every day and you're gonna tell him about your pal Ali who, from the war who survived without even a scratch and always had a smile on his face and then boom he gets <laughs> shot out of nowhere doesn't he but yeah that- <laughs> But that's nothing. He's like, then it cuts forward a little bit, and he's writing a letter to Ali's parents, dear Ali's mum and dad. Like, and then you see this woman run up, she's calling. I can't remember his name. Is it? She's saying Father Stewart, or she's oh, like calling. Fuck, fuck knows. Yeah, yeah. To him, and then Father Stewart's like, "Yes, his wife has turned up at Vietnam," and runs <laughs> over to him. She's just. She's just- Turned up in Vietnam. <laughs> Why is she And here? she's running over to him. Hi, hi, I'm here. And she just gets to him and he's just about to embrace her and she just explodes <laughs> all over him. And he's like covered in blood and like she just dis- disintegrates. Now one, one uh, of the soldiers in the background is like, oh my, when she's running over, it's like, oh, what she's doing here? Looks like she's come to the woods to start a family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, he says, what What, did she, what was she doing in the forest? Maybe she was trying to start a family. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why the father sort of becomes but, a priest and remains celibate. Yeah. But doesn't, doesn't one of them say something? One of the guys, one of the other soldiers is like, there's nothing we could do for her now. She's too far gone. <laughs> yeah, she has to... Just a pot, a puddle. She, she vaporizes <laughs> like a fucking water balloon, just fucking into nothing. And there's this mist, this red mist of nothingness. And he's just like, oh, I guess there's nothing we could do for her now. She's too far gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's such. That is an awful, awful scene, isn't it? It is so weird. Why did, like, were they running out of stuff to film? They were like, oh, fuck, we promised them an hour. Hang on a minute. We better fucking put a Vietnam scene in there. <laughs> oh, Father Stewart needs a backstory. Father Stewart needs a backstory. <laughs> oh, it just, yeah, oh. nothing really makes sense. No. But Doug, anyway, he's, he meets Carol and she's, he saves her 
from these two muggers by eating them yeah. as dinosaurs. But it's what you don't see, isn't it? You don't see the dinosaur. You just see the awful rubber dinosaur gloves yep. for ages, don't you? It's not until the end. It's like Jaws, isn't it? In the fine lack, they reveal the dinosaur. Do you know what? I did think a little bit about Jaws <laughs> when I watched this for that very same reason. But you kind of think they should have just not bothered revealing that dinosaur. <laughs> Cohen came in when I was watching it and he's like, what are you watching? And he just looked and he's like, oh, this looks worse than Power Rangers, he goes. <laughs> It's just a man in a weird rubber suit. Oh, it's just horrendous. It's just fucking awful. But like, honestly, if 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 nobody's knows what we're on about, or if no one's heard us in this film, you honestly have to watch it to believe it. It is. It will only take an hour and fifteen minutes of your life. But oh my god! It, I'll put a link up because it's on YouTube. I'll put a link up on the Facebook page. Yeah, feel free to go in. And watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, so um, this, this is the other thing, right? Now, so Doug, after uh, killing Frankie Mermaid, goes back to Carol because she's got this plan about how they can use his special powers to fight crime and change the world, isn't she? Yeah. And uh, he's like, how would we do it? And she's like, we'll make a plan. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no further explanation needed. Good, sweet. We go, we'll make a plan with rules, she says. <laughs> yeah, and then he says... What, like the commandments? <laughs> but the best bit about that scene is at the end of it. It's that fucking high five. Yeah. <laughs> so what the fuck is that all about? Uh, no. Sorry. Yeah, I know. It's, and there's like the, uh, the montage then when he's training. <laughs> and you see him doing all these different exercises. And one of them, he's doing sit-ups into the praying position. <laughs> <laughs> sitting up and then praying sitting up and praying um, I mean the the chap loves his split screen doesn't he he oh, uses the he? split screen effect quite a lot in this film and sometimes actually the split screen bits are quite effective yeah I did quite enjoy some of them I can't remember which ones but <laughs> but it gets weird then you meet the villains of the film with the most contrived, ridiculous plot line, you know, back, it's weird. They, they, they're selling drugs to get everyone hooked on a cocaine that is more, four times more addictive than normal cocaine. Yeah. And then when everyone's hooked on cocaine, then they'll stop selling it to them so that they all go to church. <laughs> that's basically, they're trying to get people back in the church and that's their plan. Does, like, does that not sound totally feasible to you? It's, it's a bit strange. Oh. But one of the, you know, one of the ninjas is obviously sort of on Oriental uh, origin. Yeah. The other ninja is this weird, like, white kid. Isn't he? And he's, they do the laugh, the manacle sort of. That, you know, this is our plan. <laughs> that, that was weird, wasn't it? And it just goes on for ages and, yeah, it is weird. <laughs> like I say, it's bits like that. It's like a joke too far, but it's like something we would have made when we was at school. And I know the lad made the trailer for this when he was at school and it went viral. But he could have at least tried to make a decent film, couldn't he? Especially if he did, like, say, fund... I don't know the ins and outs of it. If he really did crowdfund thirty to £40,000 to make this film, and he was one of the people who donated some money yeah. to sort of see this film immortalised, you'd be absolutely furious, wouldn't you? You know? <laughs> well, if you put £1,000 into this film and then you watched it and you're like... Fucking hell, mate! What have you done with our money? Where's our money? Wouldn't you? <laughs> you know. You know what the most amazing thing is is that uh, out of four thousand three hundred votes, it's been ranked five point one stars out of ten on IMBD. <laughs> that's that's. I'd hate to see anything that's down at around a two. No, there's in the IMDb page as well. There's there's a couple of goofs. It says. <laughs> 
Uh, there's only two. One is a 29.50 mark. Father Doug quotes two passages and cites Levictus 24.25 and Matthew 32.6. Neither verse exists. Levictus 24 has only 23 verses and Matthew has only 28 chapters. Right. I think you can watch that- the whole film and there's just goofs all the way through it, isn't it? You know? Yeah. They've just made this up as they've gone along. And, Winged it. And it's like for people to actually go onto IMDb and go, oh, actually, these biblical quotes aren't accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I think you're missing the, the rest of the film. <laughs> Someone else has put, at the 12-minute mark, the junkie in the park uses a semi-automatic pistol and when firing it, repeatedly racks the slide to put another round in the chamber. First, a semi-automatic does not need to be racked for each shot. And second, during none of those actions is a shell casing shown being ejected. <laughs> oh, come on, people. Hey, you think, do you think they're digging a little bit too deep? Yeah. And then it says, at the time mark, 105.16, the dummy head used to portray Wei Chan's severed head is shown with very dark, bushy eyebrows rather than anything resembling the character's appearance throughout the movie. (laughs) The fact that it's a plastic head that's, like, too small to be a real man's head should be, like... (laughs) (laughs) And when you actually see the head, it's just... It's awful. You can tell it's, like, one of those... Ah, just... It's just a dummy's head, isn't it? It's It's a shop mannequin, isn't it? That's all it is. Why why are people bothering to put put up these goofs? for this film it's it's bizarre oh mate the truth of the matter is, is i watched this first last night and i was so tired that when i woke up today i was like oh, i don't really feel like i remember enough to actually be able to um record a podcast on it so i come home from work and i was like oh it's only an hour and 10 minutes i'll, I'll just stick it on again no I, I didn't i didn't miss anything at all it's just <laughs> absolutely nothing really noteworthy or memorable about this movie at all is it's just like oh my god it's fucking horrendous <laughs> it's horrendous what do you think about the fight scenes trev do you know i don't like a, a an overlong action fight sequence you know that right yeah so they was fine for me oh. <laughs> they was absolutely shit but they was just about the right duration well, for me well you there know? you go there's a plus <laughs> i think this film uh, one hour and ten minutes was just long enough as well. If it had gone on any longer, it just it's just agonising, wouldn't it? I was really happy when it came to yeah. the end. Um, but some of the fight sequences, like when, you know, they're supposed to be trained ninjas and they jump in to the bedroom yeah. where Doug's in bed with the prostitute and then they both jump out. Um, it's nice to see it. Her fighting in her knickers and bra, yeah. you know. But how are they ninjas if they can just get immediately beaten up by a vicar and a prostitute? <laughs> with, with no prior fighting experience. No prior fighting experience at all. Yeah. And they didn't just beat him up, they killed him. They did kill them, yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't even a dinosaur at that point. No. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. What about the uh, the big bad ninja that cuts Carol? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he gets his, uh, his big machete knife thing samurai sword yeah and then he slashes her and you think oh no they've killed carol i'm really gutted about this but then it looks like they're all gutted as well doesn't it like the ninjas yeah, like they're like sobbing about it it's like you've just they're all been, consoling each other and just trying to kill her. just like you <laughs> i don't drew that sword and slashed it down the front of her to try and end a life why are you sobbing yeah so then the vicars they're like at her side, and then he gets really angry, and then he turns into the dinosaur, and this is where you see the dinosaur in its full rubber suit glory. Yeah. It is literally like something out of... Um, a fancy dress shop. We are the champions, isn't it? You know, it's like some real awful rubber suit from some TV game show for kids. Yeah. Um, but then he, he fights all the ninjas, and then the master ninja gets out this bow and arrow, and he shoots an arrow into the priest and then it flickers between, you know, the effect where he turns from the raptor into the priest. And it, like, shows the, the film frame. It's really weird. Like, and you don't know, you're thinking, is this, yeah, yeah, yeah. is that awful technicality? Or is he put that there for an awful effect? 
You can't tell what's real and what's... He's, he's definitely tried to make that look worse, isn't he? But then he's like, ah! He's always over the top with his screaming and stuff, isn't he? The priest. Yeah. And then he's like, ah, so this is my... Uh, no, I forgot the bit, actually, where... So he's died. Uh, she's, Carol's died. And then before he turns into the, the Velociraptor, he says, praying right now. Will never save. <laughs> and then there's this overlong pause. Yeah. And the, the ninja taps his watch, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it keeps cutting back to the ninja, back to the priest, back to the ninja, back to the priest. And then he goes, <laughs> Your lives! <laughs> and that's when he turns into the but dinosaur. If, we, if we're just um, cutting back to cover bits quickly, we forgot the whole reveal. Of his brother, Sam. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking weird, isn't it? Because he very quickly, he very briefly turns into a Jedi, doesn't he? Oh, he does. And he pulls the sword out of his hand. He's got Jedi powers. But yeah, because you, you, you have flashbacks of Doug with his parents. and He's really close to his parents. And you see them saying, you know, you're our only son. You're our only son. And then when he meets the ninjas and then the ninja, the white ninja takes his mask off and Doug's like, oh, Sam, you know, he recognises him, it's his brother. And then you go back to the flashbacks again, but you always see Sam stood in the background hearing the parents telling Doug that he's their only son. It's like they've, they've clearly, like, that must be the only way they've managed to shoot him in, <laughs> the reason why Doug's parents got murdered. Yeah. It's, nothing makes sense, does it? Fuck knows. So then, anyway, Doug, then he's, been shot he's turned back from the velociraptor and the the ninja says ha that that arrow is like basically the antidote you are the last remaining dinosaur and we've killed them all and you're the last one have you got any last words and then doug says only six (laughs) i think my hand is immune (laughs) and then he pulls out dinosaur hands And uh, that's when he rips off his head with (laughs) the dummy head. And it blatantly cuts to the shot uh, where he's going to pull the head off. And you could just see he's holding a dummy head above a suit. (laughs) It's just, it's brilliant. But the the sheer raw emotion on his face when he does it, he looks absolutely evil. And the scream he lets out is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, But it's all with this fucking ridiculous mannequin's head that's just like had a ridiculous moustache and fake eyebrows stuck on it and he actually turns it around to show it off as well doesn't he? yeah that's it they should have just used it as a quick effect and not shown it but they hover on everything they hover on it don't they and oh yeah oh dear like literally if they cut all of the time from the movie where they stayed on a scene unnecessarily when nothing was happening it would be about 25 minutes long. Yeah. You you get every now and again, you get films that are like, they make a trailer, don't they? And then the trailer goes viral or the concept goes viral. And then they make a film. Um, you got like your cowboys versus aliens, snakes on a plane. That was all like internet titles right. that just went viral. And then they're like, there's enough people interested in that to make a film of it. But one of the best ones I've ever seen, have you ever seen Kung Fury? No. It's like 25 minutes long. Um, it's fantastic. Maybe we should watch Kung Fury now and talk about that. What, review it whilst live? Just whilst watching it? Honestly, Nave, it's like a real retro sort of game feel to it. It feels a bit like D- Double Dragon. and Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I kept thinking of when I was watching that. I was thinking like Kung Fury was like a really weird concept, which they really pulled off yeah it's just really effective really looks good it looks like it's recorded on vhs yeah but the effects and that just fucking marvelous you know and that was a crowdfunded comedy that i think had originated from like a little trailer they'd made yeah yeah. yeah. so yeah kung fury i just if you've ever watched that i'll share it to the facebook group nate and maybe um you could watch that as well at some point yeah and just see what you think of that and maybe we'll get together at some point and talk about how Kung Fury won and 
the Velocipasta fail. Did the Velocipasta fail? I feel sort of cheated watching it this week. I feel like I haven't watched a film. And as corny as it is, and it seems to have a little bit of a cult following, I'd well, I'd rather watch Need for Weed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the real, the real disappointing part of it is? Is when you look at the cover for Velocipasta. Yeah, it's good artwork, isn't it? Yeah, it it looks amazing. It looks brilliant. And you're like, wow, you know what? That that looks like it's got potential. And you read the storyline and it sounds crazy and you think, nah, there's no way that's actually actually a film or could work. But when you look at the cover, you think, well, well, I mean, it's got to be worth at least a little bit of a look. And you think 2018, all right, maybe that's not not that old. Uh, But... It's oh my god, Matey Boy's just taking the money and running. He- yeah, anyone who's bothered to review the film has given it ten out of ten. Really, people, whether it's just a comedy vote. Uh, one of my favourite reviews on um, IMDb is, I think it's the most popular one. It's right at the very top. It says ten out of ten, life changing. This movie cured my cancer and my acne. My asthma is gone, and I don't need glasses anymore. <laughs> what about an amazing work of art it had me hooked in the first few minutes when there was a spectacular vfx explosion of a car (laughs) it then proceeded to mesmerize me with superb acting and profoundly deep plot line and subtle directing that provided a haunting sense of what comes next when watching the movie i think they're all being sarcastic don't you (laughs) yeah but funniest thing i've ever seen worst movie ever made you have to watch it. It's worth every minute. Ah, really, really. Citizen Kane for the millennial generation. It's, it's just not worth watching at all, is it? It's sort of like, it puts you in mind, have you ever seen the Ed Wood films? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space and all things like that. Or was it Planet? Basically, Tim Burton done the film Ed Wood, all about the filmmaker Ed Wood, and he made absolute shocking films. Right, and I've watched one of them. Actually, when Edward came out, I remember we was at my mate's house one night, staying the night, and the film that they make in Edward came on, and we watched it. Yeah, and it is so awful. But Tim Burton in Edward has got everything right. Like it just looked identical, and even the casting. People like Jeffrey Jones in it, um, Bill Murray, uh, Johnny Depp is Edward. Um, all these actors and that just look exactly like they did in the actual film. But he seemed to think he was making great films, but making them really quick and really cheap. And they was just tacky, but they've got like a big cult following. Yeah. Whereas this chappie, I don't think for a minute he thought, this looks good. You know, I think he knew his limitations and was just, just enjoying making a stupid film. Yeah. They couldn't have had that money. They couldn't have had that budget, could they? No. There's nowhere for that budget to have gone. No. Well, I mean, literally, <laughs> I think if we rang around a few friends and said, look, we want to make a copy of this film for zero budget, let's get it done, I think we could do it easily. And the camera work would be better. The direction would be better. We'd change the story and the plot, or, you know, keep the story and the plot, but the writing, the script would be better. And the acting would probably be better. Yeah. Honestly, can't be a budget for this. It can't be, can it? It's got to be bullshit. No. I'm calling bullshit. Yeah, but it's brilliant to see how it can get so much publicity just for a, a sort of made-in-your-hometown film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit we didn't mention in yep. Velocipasta is that, you know, despite Carol dying, yeah. she actually, she was... She's, She's fine. fine. Carol's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it comes up with big letters. She's fine. And it cuts to the hospital. And then the, the doctor strolls out and he sits down and he with his fag. Yeah. He likes to fag up. You can go in. You could probably go in and see her now. She's fine. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so corny. It's just, uh, it's weird. I probably wouldn't watch it again. Unless I'm showing people. Just like, is the punchline when you finally get the reveal of the dinosaur suit? I think the punchline is people are actually watching this. I think that's what the director, you know, Brendan, whatever his face is called. 
Steer. Brendan Steer. Brendan Steer is the the big joke is that fuck me people are buying this and watching this and talking about this reviewing this you know there's another podcast about Velocipasta. no way yeah two dickheads in england have just reviewed it (laughs) (laughs) that's got to be the punchline it's got to be yeah it has you're right you know and good on him for doing it making it and getting people talking about it and getting it out there and you know I can't imagine Need for Weed's been reviewed. You never know. 400,000 people have watched it, but it's, again, it's like, it's that title, isn't it? Velocipasta. Yeah. Sharknado. The man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. There's all these outrageous titles that get people going, oh, that sounds awesome. I want to watch that. (laughs) Well, Trev. (sighs) Well, Nath. On that note. Yeah. It's been absolutely delightful to sit with you tonight and share our thoughts on such a different film. <laughs> it was different. And I'm quite looking forward to you choosing, it's your choice next week, Nath. Oh, yes. Because this was, this was our bad, uh, strange novelty film, wasn't it? Yeah. So next week, Nathan, you can choose, choose a normal film. <laughs> okay. a, a real film a real film an actual film yeah i feel like i've been cheated out of a film this week okay trev i'll make sure but it was good fun that next time <laughs> it's a proper movie yeah and then the week after that it's is it is it the listener's choice i again, think it maybe? is the listener's choice again yeah that's mental isn't it isn't it so yeah email us tell us what film you want to choose and why you want to choose it to wn movietalk at gmail.com WN we need movietalk at gmail.com or put a comment on the Facebook page below the pinned post so yeah well thanks ever so much Nathan thank you Trevor really enjoyed it no good good and thank you everyone for joining us for another we need to talk about movies podcast so uh, we will see you all again next week Chase Chase!